Hey guys, this is Michaela. I am recording from my car, so I'm going to go ahead and apologize now for any um, weird noises that you might hear. My car likes to yell at me if I get too close to a line, which happens often. I'm on my way to work, which I think I might rename this podcast The Commute with Michaela because, you know, I feel like this is the best time for me to record. This is where I get my my ideas most of the time. Um, If those of you who don't know, I have an hour-long commute each way to work at the moment, um, which is kind of nice, though. I enjoy it. It gives me time to kind of decompress, listen to some podcasts. Um, I told some of my coworkers, if anything else, like, if nothing else out of this, I might become more intelligent with this commute, so who knows? So, I wanted to record today, because I haven't recorded in a a minute, Um, and I'm going to try to do better. I want to do at least once a week, but if I can, maybe do, like, twice a week. We'll not get too crazy. Um, And because I'm doing this by myself, uh, the timing of it is going to be a little bit different. So, these aren't going to be very long podcasts, because it is just me talking to myself. So, that being said... um, just bear with me and this is a work in progress and I want your guys' feedback and I want you guys to give me like what you want to talk about if you want to guest um like things I can improve on things that you think that I should absolutely like nix from my show like I absolutely am 100% open to ideas so yeah that being said like let's get started so um This is coming to you after some devastating news for our country, I think. I'm sure most of you at this point in time have heard about El Paso and Dayton, Ohio, um, the mass shootings, and it kind of went along with the topic that I really wanted to talk about to begin with, but more so, it's going to kind of probably lead me in a different direction. And before I get too far into this... I just want to go ahead and say, like, warning, this is my opinion. My opinions are mine and mine alone, and I do not expect them to be right for everybody. So if I offend you, I apologize in advance, and I never mean to offend anybody. But I have my opinions, and everyone is welcome to theirs, and I'd absolutely love to hear your opinion. Tell me why you think mine's wrong, and maybe I can learn from it. So I think that healthy discussions about those things are great. So the mass shootings. Well, one, you know, I think while these people probably did have some mental health issues, and I think that that is being brought out in the media, I think we're so quick to go ahead and just, like, drop it on, oh, they must have been mentally ill, and not look at, like, some of the bigger pictures of things, and, like, and then, you know, people calling for stricter stricter gun laws, which... I always make this analogy, like, dope is illegal, and it doesn't stop people from doing dope. Chicago, with one of the highest crime rates, is a, has a very strict gun law for the city. It doesn't stop it. So, that being said, I don't think stricter gun laws are necessarily the way to stop these mass shootings. But kind of, I think it's on everybody to stop what's going on in our country. So my thoughts 
and this is kind of this is a topic I wanted to talk about before this happened so it kind of goes in is what is our responsibility to younger generations as older generations and not just as parents or teachers or you know people who technically have this like inner responsibility to people but just as you're an older sister an older brother you pass a teenager in the grocery store what is our responsibility to these younger people because I think we think that kids who are younger so school age kids like 10 and under they're the most vulnerable and they're the most impressionable and maybe they are to a certain extent but being a teenager when you're a teenager you are trying so desperately to find your sense of self which I hate to break it to any teenager if you're listening to this I'm not sure why you're listening to my podcast and like welcome I'm sorry if it gets inappropriate but you're never gonna find yourself like your sense of self begins when you're a teenager but I actually had this conversation the other day you don't really know who you are until like 25 like who you truly are like what makes you happy what makes you you there are so many different aspects of being a human and being you that you just won't know until your mid-20s so yeah school-age kids they're impressionable and they're gonna like soak everything up but teenagers want so desperately to be grown and they want to be accepted by everybody that they're gonna start picking up on things that us as adults maybe don't realize that we're like putting in their like I guess their world so the case in point with this that I kind of wanted to make and what brought this up really for me I am the older sibling I'm the older sister of 10 um, I have 10 brothers and sisters so five brothers five sisters they're not all from one parent so like I know some of you out there were like oh bless her mom um, they're not all my mom's biological children and none of them are full-blooded so they're half their step it's a whole mess of things but they are all my brothers and sisters and even in their weirdest darkest moments I mean I love them so my youngest sister is 16 maybe not I don't know she's 16 I think I forget and she's probably gonna kill me if she ever listens to this sorry Em but I noticed with her is that things that I I'm passionate about or things that I I don't know I like or just things that maybe she wouldn't have ever really like had in her world I if I brought them and like when we were spending time together in like a, a larger amount of time so a couple summers ago we spent like a couple weeks together and I kind of noticed like some of the things that like I was like I liked she kind of was into it and I noticed that when she went home and her other big sister was there she kind of tends to go towards what her other big sister likes which is not an issue whatsoever like I'm not saying that's a problem but I'm realizing how easy it is to sway a teenager especially if you're someone who has that that pull with them I also saw it in my other little sister who's now 20 and she when she was younger she had me and then my other little sister who's like between us um 
So, you know, she had two big sisters living in one household and a big sister living in another. And we were all so different. Like, I know this is really hard to, like, imagine, especially for those of you who know me. But I was, like, the cheerleader. Um, I was very athletic. I did sports. Um, but then I was also nerdy. I did, I did FFA for a year. I did Business Professionals of America. I did theater. Um, what else did I do? I mean, I was kind of all over the map. I enlisted in the Army when I was a junior in high school. So I kind of was all over, but I was kind of preppy. And I guess you could say popular. I don't know. I don't say that I was popular, but I guess in the grand scheme of being popular, that's what I was. And my little sister, so the middle one, Stacy, she was super smart and super musically like inclined I think she did choir or chorus and she did band she played the flute she had talents that I never will have um and then my little sister's other big sister on the other side Cheyenne was kind of hipster like before hipster was a thing like emo goth um but also like was like into powerlifting. So, I mean, she had three very different sisters and even like our our styles were different. So, I wore Abercrombie and Hollister and American Eagle and please don't judge me on that. Um, you know, and like screen tees and like jeans and polos, those were my things. And Stacy wore a lot of like really girly stuff which she's adorable in and so it was like baby doll tees and like just super cute things and then Cheyenne was in either like workout stuff or like emo like skin tight jeans and whatever but Elizabeth having all these influences tried to mesh them which they don't mesh well um and like you know it was just like you could see though she was trying to find her way in the fact that we were all so different but she wanted to be just like us we all had this influence and pull in her life and were we being the best influences that we could be looking back on it I probably wasn't honestly I don't know if I'm a good influence now to my siblings I don't talk to most of my siblings um which it's that's another that's another story all in itself but you know, I just look at these things, and so it kind of goes back to my, my youngest sister. You know, her older sister is an advocate for anti-vaccination, anti-circumcision, which is a whole other topic that I, I'm absolutely, I think I want to do a podcast on eventually, but that's for another day. And I'm not saying that she's wrong, because I, while I have my personal beliefs, I would never put someone else down for theirs. But... I think that my youngest sister now has these views without actually knowing both sides or the ramifications because I think a lot of people when they take these sides they're pro-vax or anti-vax or I don't even like you know like you're Republican and someone else is Democrat you're not gonna look at the other the other side and understand why they believe what they believe a lot of people don't which I think is important. You should know why the other side believes it. But that being said, you know, my my little sister, I don't think she understands the other side. And because she's only been shown one side, 
And is that fair? Is that fair for us to make this our, the next generation coming up, molding them into exactly like one-sided, very opinionated people that they don't know? Because I, my generation, I'm a millennial, which I freaking hate, by the way. Like, I Googled it, like, four times because I was like, I can't be a millennial. I guess I'm at the very beginning of the millennials. I don't even know. Don't get me started. At least I'm not Gen Z and, like, talking, like, yeet. But we are, we're a generation of a lot of opinionated things. But I think the generations before us, while they gave us their opinions, they were the generation that was starting to open up and kind of see both sides of everything, you know? They were the ones that gave women, like, I think, I think, don't quote me, but the generation before us, you know, that's when women's rights started to come into play and things like that. Big things that were happening were that. So are we going to go back to one-sided arguments? Is that what we want? And then are we, are we teaching our younger generations that if someone doesn't agree with you or someone doesn't look like you or someone doesn't believe what you believe, that, that they're so wrong that you need to, I don't know, shoot them, kill them? Is that really... And I think that people get so caught up in their opinions on life and things that that is where we're at now because there is no other way. We're not showing them that there might be someone who believes something different and it's okay. We can all coexist. And what a disservice we're doing. What a disservice we're doing not only for our younger generations but for humanity. Like what is happening that we are teaching people like this? It's... I don't know, and I'm not perfect. I'm not the perfect big sister, and I'm definitely not the perfect mom. And I I think about these things all the time. What do I want to teach my children? Like, what do I want them to know? Because um, I don't know how many of you actually know my, my children or about my children. But so, give you a little bit of background on my children real fast. My oldest son is nine and he is the most emotional like sensitive boy ever he's so sweet um even from like the time he was three like you I'd have people like over and he would like toddle into the fridge and get them like a water bottle and an apple because he's just been a host his entire life I have no idea um he's gonna be friend zoned his entire life like he will be that boyfriend that's like oh you're on your period like let me bring you some chocolate and like wine and rub your feet and like make you feel better and tucker my youngest is and my oldest name is asher um tucker is four and tucker is an asshole god but i love him so much like he he can be so sweet he's my sour patch kid he can be so sweet but he can also be such an a-hole um he's just more like macho and like you don't agree with me I'm gonna like throw things which we're working on like don't get me wrong that's not an acceptable form of behavior in my household but they're just total opposites but knowing that I know that you know what Asher might get bullied as he's growing up because he is a sensitive kid and maybe not so much bullied but his feelings hurt by people who are like Tucker 
you know, Tucker's going to hurt people's feelings. And he better not bully people because he'll get his butt whooped. But, oh, I'm sure that probably just caused an uproar. And they're like, oh, Michaela beats her children. I don't beat my children. It's just a saying. But, you know, and I think about that, though. Do I want my kid to be the next Columbine shooter that, you know, he got his feelings hurt? He was, he felt bullied. And instead of being able to voice how he felt and be resilient, like, he thought that violence was the only way. And those are thoughts. And it's a scary world that that's a thought that you have to have as a mom. So I guess what I'm saying is we need to do better. We need to do better as a society, as people who have younger siblings, who have kids, who just see some random kid in the grocery store that, you know what, might not like you like maybe you know what maybe he looks at you and you have a different skin color than he does and you can tell that he has some sort of bias against you make it a point to show him that not everyone's exactly what he thinks like I'm trying to think of a I have a really hard time thinking of like stereotypes of like people like just in a grocery store setting I don't know but like maybe he thinks that you're going to be rude and whatever maybe you're overly nice and maybe that moment is the moment that changes his view and think like maybe not everyone's the same because we're not we're not all the same people could have the exact same heritage as I do and be a completely different human because that's the beauty of humanity and it's not about genetics or heritage or skin tone or religion it's about the person and it's about the upbringing and about the influences they had So are we going to be those influences that breed the hate and breed the violence? Are we going to be influences that show people that, you know what, there's other sides and we're going to do this together. Like there's going to be another, there's going to be someone who has a different opinion of yours and that's okay. It's okay that people disagree. And you know what, hear them out. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe it's, maybe you won't change your mind, but maybe you have a better respect for someone who has that opinion because I think that learning comes in all different things and especially when there's someone that disagrees with you I would much rather disagree with someone and have a conversation about it and be like okay well why do you think that like why is that your opinion and hear them out and be like okay well you know what that's a good point but here's my opinion and why I think that you know my opinion might be a better fit than yours and at the end of the day you may not change each other's minds and that's okay you'd be like you know what though I really appreciate you talking with me like and we're just gonna agree to disagree no one has to shoot anybody no one has to be angry or violent or just rude we've got to start being better we really do I just it hurts me sometimes to see how terrible everyone is to each other like we are a terrible society these days and I don't know when it started honestly I was bullied as a kid I'm gonna tell the story because you know you gotta lighten things up a little bit and I don't think that he'll listen to this podcast and if he does Tim Kelly this goes out to you and I'm sure you probably won't remember this but I've remembered it since third grade I have always been very pale those of you who don't know me even though I am part Mexican and I will like, I'll show you my, like, ancestry.com, like, genealogy all the way down. 
I am super pale. The only genetics that came out in me was my Irish, apparently. Um, so blindingly so pale. Um, I always joke that I go from like a nice translucent to an eggshell in the summertime. Like I only just get like a darker shade of white. I don't even get tan. Um, <laughs> but, and then I had baby fat. Like I still, you know, like weight, like body weight is hard. Um, and in third grade I was, you know, I struggled with it. So <laughs> I was a chunky, really pale person. And Tim Kelly at the public pool one summer in third, like third grade summer, called me Moby Dick because I was the big white whale and points for creativity first off it also hurt because obviously I still remember this to this day but I didn't be like oh well that's it like I'm gonna start like plotting my revenge it was you know what like that sucked I went home I cried a little bit I you know what and maybe I I tried to dye it and tan which obviously failed because I'm still super white and then I realized, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people say about me. Because I'm me, and that's okay. But we've got to, we got to be better. So, um, and bullying, it's, it's been around. It's not something new. But how we're dealing with it is new. So, we got to figure that out. we got to teach our younger generations how to deal with that. So, well, I think, um... Like I said, my podcasts by myself are going to be a little bit shorter because it is just me. So I'm at the 20 minute mark and I think that that's probably good for just me by myself. And um, as we start to, maybe if I get better, like bigger topics or something, I can um, talk a little bit more. But to end this, I just want to say my prayers go out to those in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio. And any honestly, anyone that has dealt with a violent act... These things are not okay, and I really hope that we find peace somewhere. And I hope that, like, I know um, Carlos from Midlife Conversations lives in El Paso, Texas, and I was very happy to find out that he was safe. And, like, if you have someone that is safe, I'm so thankful that you, that was in those areas. And if you were affected by that, I, my prayers are with you, and I'm so sorry that this has happened. And... Until next time, guys, um, please subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. There's um, Anchor. There's a whole bunch of different um, ways to listen now. So please subscribe, comment, drop me a message on my social media. Give me ideas. Give me topic ideas. If you want a guest star, please let me know. We can make that happen. But until next time, guys, thanks for listening. Bye. Hey guys, this is Michaela, live from my commute to work. Uh, I know it's been a while since I recorded, so I figured I'd give you guys an episode. Um, I've had a hard time. My work schedule has been crazy busy, um, along with being a single mom. um, Trying to balance everything really has been something else. But I figured now is as good a time as any. So I kind of just wanted to give you guys an update and tell you guys what's been going on in my life. Um, As you guys know, I live in North Carolina, and so we just um, experienced Hurricane Dorian, which we all thought was going to be way worse, and I'm so thankful that it wasn't as bad 
here as we thought it was going to be, but my prayers go out to those in the Bahamas who have experienced very intense situations from that hurricane, and I hope that they are able to restore, and hopefully everyone, if you know anyone there, that they are safe, and if not, I just, my thoughts and prayers go out to you guys. That being said, hurricane prep, like, let's talk about that for a second, because if you've never lived on the East Coast during, like, hurricane season, things get a little crazy, so depending on where you're at, Florida, I think they're not as nuts, because they, I think, deal with it more often than we do here in North Carolina. We get a lot of tropical storms, because by the time they get to us, they've died down, but if there is a hurricane warning or there's a chance that a hurricane comes here in North Carolina people go and buy out the store of milk and bread and gallons of water which I keep gallons of water I try to anyways um, keep enough for like a couple of days for me and my kids and my little brother who lives with me Um, I went out and bought like a case of water bottles Um, I did my normal grocery shopping which includes extra loaves of bread because I put them in my freezer But people are insane. I think they think that a hurricane's going to come through here and we are going to be without any sort of humanity for months. Um, Those of you who listen to Our Lives Unfiltered, Lindsay is one of those people. She showed up to my house with seven grocery bags full of snacks and alcohol, which is a staple. Those of you who've never been through a hurricane, this is Michaela's Hurricane Tip 101. Always have enough booze to drink your way through a hurricane. You can, you know, put ice in your washing machine to keep it cold. Um, You can put ice in your bathtub to keep it cold. But alcohol is a must. And between Lindsay and I, we had, I think, like four cases of like spiked seltzers, five bottles of wine and then some liquor we did not drink nearly half of that like we didn't even touch the wine we went through the spike seltzer and we drank some tequila so overall you know we weren't completely wasted during this hurricane but we got really lucky like I said and it wasn't nearly as bad I think I lost power for two hours there were parts of North Carolina that lost power for longer and um this hurricane produced 12 tornadoes I think um, in my area so that did cause some damage um, near me but luckily I think our death toll zero unlike the Bahamas if you have never gone through a hurricane though I really highly suggest that you just one day just watch the news or if you know someone who's on the east coast when a hurricane's coming ask them to send you the memes because they are fantastic and they're all true people go absolutely bonkers for hurricanes they think that they're gonna die and with dorian it changed paths so much like within like five days it was supposed to go across florida and then it was supposed to hit florida and then come up the coastline on land and then it kind of was shifted And really didn't even hit Florida that bad. Just the outer bands hit Florida. And then it was supposed to make landfall in South Carolina. And then North Carolina. It eventually made uh, landfall in northern North Carolina. um, In like the outer banks area. 
but it was a much weaker storm than what it had been. So we got very, very lucky on that. But let me just PSA for a minute and say, you do not need, sorry guys, I just choked a little bit. You do not need 12 gallons of milk and 72 loaves of bread for a hurricane, unless you're feeding an army a couple loaves of bread, maybe a gallon of milk and some water and canned food. Canned food's a must too. You'll be okay. I promise. I promise you are not going to starve. Those who are, you know, kind of in my area, the hospital that I work at also um, feeds the community. So they fed the community during um, Florence last year for those who were out of power because we were out of power for about a week last year during Florence and they fed the community and it was great. So there are resources out there. So if you are in a place where that you get hit with hurricanes or you have the potential of hurricanes, look into your resources. There's a lot of them. So more updates on my life other than the hurricane. So with the hurricane um, work, as you guys know, I'm a nurse and I am doing a residency program, which kind of means that for 18 weeks, I'm kind of functioning as a nurse, but also I have um, a preceptor who kind of holds my hand just in case something happens. Well, my preceptor was on storm team, which meant that she was locked in the hospital during the hurricane and we weren't allowed to be on storm team. So we were considered what's called after storm team. And I didn't have my preceptors, so they were like, well, if, you know, you're going to function as a, a tech, which they, techs, let me just go ahead and put this out there. Techs in any job, ED techs, I was a psych tech, techs are the people who do the bulk of the work. Like, I'm going to say, I think I work hard as a nurse, but no nurse could function without their techs. If you have a good tech, you're going to have a good night. So... By no means am I saying that, like, my, like, job was downgraded, because really I think it was more upgraded to the point of, I, you know, and I didn't want to not be a good tech, or, like, be like, oh, well, I'm a nurse functioning as a tech, so I'm not going to do anything. Uh, The first night, though, um, they decided that they didn't really need me as a tech, they were going to use me as a nurse, and they put me with another nurse, and it was exhausting. Um... I'm going to go ahead and say this. Those of you who ever go to the hospital and you have a new grad nurse, be kind. Be kind to them. Because, one, they might be one of the best nurses you've ever had. Because, let me tell you something. I feel like I'm faking it all the time. So, I'm always trying to be, like, the best fake nurse I know. Because I don't really feel like a real nurse. And I also triple check everything. Because, you know people's lives are at stake and like I haven't been doing this forever so I am checking and double checking and I'm also praying as I give meds that I know I'm giving them the right way I am like please please let this be okay even though like I've triple checked it I have like looked it up and every resource I have um about how you know to give this med they New grads, for the most part, are probably going to be the most cautious. They're going to be... But they're slow. We're slow. I'm the slowest nurse ever. So, you know what? Have some patience. Be kind. Because we just want to take care of you. Just like the rest of 
the nurses. And you know what? We feel like we're faking it right now. So just putting that out there. I was joking today. I was going to make a video and just be like day 52 of faking it as a nurse. No one's caught me yet. Because there, people just kind of like look at me and I'm like, I, I, yeah, I know, I know what to do. And I do. And nursing school did teach me a lot of things. And I know more than I think I give myself credit for. I think this is with any new grad. We know, we know the information. We know what to do. But it, it's, it's scary being out there for the first time. It's scary. It's scary the first time that you put a tube in someone's nose like an NG tube. It's scary the first IV you do. Um, I was really lucky that I have been doing IVs for a long time thanks to the army. But there were people who had never done IVs or only had done a couple in nursing school. And it is scary when it is just you and you're like, all right, like we're going to try to do this. So be kind, be patient, especially to the new grad nurses. Like they're, they're doing the very best that they can. Like we all are even, you know, nurses who have been nurses forever. There are sometimes situations that we cannot control. Um, nurses cannot control. I had a patient last night who, it wasn't even my patient. I was just trying to help out another nurse. And this family was so upset because they had to wait long for care but this nurse had other sick patients like you know and she was trying to juggle everything and but when you have someone who's really sick it takes up your time so just keep that in mind especially when you come into the ER like if you're coming into the ER for a stuffy nose you're gonna wait a little bit longer and the longer you wait it should make you feel at least somewhat good that you are not dying you are not really really sick because if you were really really sick you would have people there instantly and in your room the entire time because they want to make sure that you're not going to like die on them if you're if we're not in there and if we're just kind of popping in and out it means that you know what we are confident in your your condition and if you feel like your condition has changed let someone know but don't be rude about it just say hey I feel funny something's different because I absolutely want to know something's changed, but I don't know you. I don't know if you feel like you can't breathe now when you could breathe okay when you came in. I don't know those things. So you've got to speak up, but in a very constructive way. So that's what I've been doing the last couple of days since after the hurricane. Um, before that, I was, I've been functioning um, as a new grad nurse with my preceptor, which my preceptor's kind of taken, kind of backed off a little bit and let me take the reins and I, I feel like I've been doing a good job it's it's slow moving like trying to see the whole picture and in the ER we are such a fast moving department that sometimes you don't realize that you're not you you got to take a second and take a step back and figure out what you're looking at what is your patient doing what what are we doing so that's really cool um and I'm, I'm saying all this and some of you aren't nurses some of you have no idea but if you are a new nurse, like, you are not alone. If you go into work scared, if you feel like you're, like, the next code that you're in, you're going to pee yourself, like, I got you. Friend, I am there. I am also peeing my pants every time that we have a trauma or a code because I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I know what to do. Please don't. Like, people are going to be like, I'm never going to the hospital again. These nurses are... 
I know what to do, but if you've never experienced it over and over again, every day I feel like I'm going to pee my pants. Every day. So, you are not alone. And just keep your head up and keep trucking. Have confidence in what you know. Ask questions in what you don't. I have to say that this ER has been amazing. The nurses here, I feel like I could ask almost any of the nurses any question. And they don't treat me like I'm dumb. They, they're they so helpful and they've taught me so much. I've learned so much in the last two months that I've been on the floor with these nurses. And I really have to say, these are some of the best nurses I've ever seen and I've ever worked with. And they really know their stuff and they're really good at teaching. So if you're a new nurse, ask questions. Find those people that you can go to because that's important. And you're, we're all going to make it. We're all going to make it together. So other than that, let's see. I'm trying to think what else to update you guys on on my amazingly exciting life. I am a single mom, as you guys know. Both my kids. So my oldest started school this last, or yeah, last week. And then the hurricane happened and he had half a week off. And then my youngest starts school, starts preschool on Tuesday, which is scary. And I feel super old. And um, starting school is so stressful. I know that people are super excited for their kids to go back to school. And everyone's like, oh, back to school. Like, I get a break. No, it's so stressful. Like, you have to get supplies and clothes. And then I always feel like homework for kids is not homework for kids anymore. I don't remember my parents ever, like, having to sit down with me every day to do homework. I have to sit down with my kid every day to make sure that he's doing his homework and, like, I have to sign off on things every day. It's homework for me. And you know what? I was done. I thought I was done with school. It's ridiculous. So, school is not a relaxing, like, exciting moment for me. Like, I get a break. Like, my kids are going back to school. It's more... They... I just have more homework now. Um... So that happened let's see my my dating life because I know some of you listen to our lives unfiltered and my dating life was a big topic there I don't have a dating life between work and my kids I have tried um kind of going on dates the running joke now is that I don't go on dates, I go on interviews, because that's kind of what it's started to feel like. Like, these are not, a lot of these are not enjoyable, um, dates, or, it's not that they're not enjoyable, it's just, it's a lot of work. Dating is a lot of work, and I'm just kind of waiting for my soulmate to kind of, like, roll up in my house while I'm, like, a hot mess on my couch and be like, hey, we're soulmates, I love you, let's do some laundry, because that's really what I want in my life. Uh, I used to go out a lot and, you know, I don't even want to go out to the bar anymore. It's just exhausting. Human contact is exhausting. And I think it is a side effect of my job. I deal with people 12 hours a night in their most unwell situations, you know, if they were, if they were in their, like, best mindset or their best health, 
I wouldn't see them in the ER. So it's a lot. It's very exhausting. And I thought I was abnormal until I talked to one of my friends who also is an ER nurse. And she told me that she absolutely feels the same way. That there are days that she just goes home and doesn't want to interact with anybody. Because it's an exhausting job. So dating's kind of at a standstill. And I feel like dating sites so as you guys know if you listen to our lives unfiltered I had Bumble and Match those were my two dating sites that I was using I actually thought about doing a YouTube channel just on videoing me (laughs) bumbling and you guys can see like and like talk it through my mindset of like what I see and why I swipe left or right and you know who knows that might still be a venture later on but Oh, I'm so exhausted. I don't even, I don't even, like, respond to people. I feel terrible. I'm a terrible person. Like, if someone's matched me on Match or Bumble, or heck, if you text me, like, if you have my number, and I don't respond, I'm sorry. That's just who I am at this moment in time. I've just kind of given up. Um, And anyone I meet in real life seems to be married. Like, don't hit on me if you're married. I don't want to. No. And also, also PSA, because this happened to me and it was a very awkward situation. And, you know, I'm going to tell my podcast family. If you're married and you are, I don't even care if you're happily married, unhappily married. I don't care. If you were married and your spouse thinks that you guys are married in a relationship, you guys have not had that discussion. Like, this is it. We're done. Do not tell people that you are getting divorced or you were separated or whatever and then because I had I had a guy say all this and I was like that well that's fine but you're not so and you know he told me that he had wanted to be with me like we knew each other from like before and I was like okay well like that's fine but you are still married and like I don't trust you his wife ended up pregnant she's like gonna have their baby soon and then he just shows up and just is like hey how's it going what don't do that don't do that people if you were married don't talk to me well you can talk to me like I like friends but be appropriate it's it's really scary how inappropriate people are these days um so yeah that's my exciting life of dating work and being a mom I know that this was a lot of PSAs and a lot of bitching, I think, but um, I think this was a good, like, starter to get back into making some episodes and kind of give you an update on where I am and why I've been MIA lately. Again, if you want to subscribe, that's awesome. I love it. And if you want to send me messages on my social media, let me know if you want to talk about something um, or you want me to talk about something. Or if you want to guess, I know that I have a couple of people who have asked to be a guest on my show. And I'm definitely going to try to get that worked out. We're working on it. I just got to find find the time. But message me. Let me know. I want to know the topics that you guys want to hear about. Because I will ramble forever on my commute into work. Because I have an hour long commute one way. So... Until then, I hope that you guys all have a safe and wonderful week. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys later.
baik.